0: And whatever I have taught <clears throat> in my books, in my lectures, in whatever teaching and sharing I have done, has always been not just parroting Master's words, but trying to make them my own. And uh, I have found that you can improve on it because you make it personal then. I've had a very interesting experience recently. Because I decided that we, <clears throat> that we would publish, just a moment. <laughs> me, 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 me. <clears throat> I decided that we would publish the original Whispers for maternity. What happened was that, that uh, I didn't like at all the one that Tara did in 1958, it, it she didn't have... She was a wonderful editor, really very good, absolutely perfect for what she was doing. But when it came, came to poetry, she didn't have it. She didn't have a sense for sound. She talked of Master in hi, his name, Mukunda. She called him Makanta. <laughs> she didn't have a hearing for that kind of thing. It's strange. But... Uh, she uh, her editing of those poems and prayers tended to be very peremptory. From the depths of slumber as I ascend the spiring stairways of wakefulness, I will whisper God, God, God. Those were Master's words. She changed them to read From the depths of slumber as I ascend the spiral stairways of wakefulness, I whisper. Well, it doesn't sound right. It has, it lacks that, it sounds peremptory. And that's the way she spoke. That's the way she thought. And uh, I never liked what she did with whispers. And so I decided to put out the original. But as I looked at it, I thought, oh my gosh, it does need editing. He told me he had edited it, but it needs more editing. And, uh, you know, the thing with a, a master... I've discovered this because he told me my life would be editing as well as writing and lecturing. I said to him, but sir, haven't you written everything already that needs to be written? He said, don't say that. Much more is needed. And so I discovered that this is true because so many things he wrote can be applied. And what I have written also, I've tried to make it so seminal that other people can take seed thoughts and develop them into... More books, and so this became, can become a whole genre of information <clears throat> and teaching rather than just one person writing. There's so little that one body can do. And so I ask all of you to take what we have and make it your own and expand upon it. But as I've done with uh, uh, some of my writings, and as he wanted me to do, I've also made them my own. He said in the the preface to, or the introduction to Whispers, that you should make these your own. Don't just mimic, parrot. Um, to speak O master's words only as he did them, you, you, you might as well put it on a, on a f- record and just play it, or teach a parrot. It could <laughs> say the words if it was intelligent enough. But he wanted it, he wants, and this is the role of the disciple, to make it his own and bring it out. So, with this book, I have seen that whereas much of it, most of it probably, I can leave pretty close to what it was, although the grammar wasn't always right, although there were some mixture of uh, metaphors that needed to be cleaned up. And so, sometimes, Master, in his exuberance, would just sort of pour it out. And then you have to come in there and sort of clean up the pieces and uh, all that. And yet, what I have found in reading these whispers is this incredible outpouring of love for everybody. I have met many saints. I've had that great opportunity to meet them. And I've seen that most of them are very austere. They are probably still at that stage where they need to sort of keep delusion at a distance and just focus strictly on God. But Master was an avatar, and Master had the... He was free and so able. You know, I've always thought of an image of P.G. Woodhouse when somebody was trying to escape from a policeman. He climbed a tree and pulled it up after him. (laughs) So many people, they go up the spine and then try to pull everything up here. But Master was able to go down and up this Christmas tree of the chakras, always centered here, but able to enjoy this world and with the joy of people and yet always in a divine way. Living with him was an absolutely, incredibly wonderful experience. He could be so human and yet always in such a divine way that you understood how a human being should be. Always gracious, always dignified, but also very simple, childlike, loving, and a marvelous sense of humor. Sometimes he'd laugh so hard in telling a story that you didn't know what he was talking about. (laughs) All you could do was laugh with him. But... He could just go up and down the spine and be anywhere in his relationship. He could relate to anybody and relate meaningfully to that person. I've always loved in re- reflecting on a story of one time he came into a hotel in Minneapolis and some drunkard came up to him and embraced him and he said, Hello there, Jesus Christ. I don't know why he uh, thought of him as Jesus Christ, but Master said, Hello. And uh, Master saw that he was, he was intoxicated with the wrong thing. And so he gave him a little touch of bliss. And the man said, hey, what are you drinking? <laughs> Master, with a little impish smile, said, well, I can tell you this, it has a lot of kick in it. Kick in it. <laughs> and the man went away, sort of, uh, he was sober and reflective. But he could relate to anybody and always in a perfect way.